0: He is the most feared and powerful warrior. A ninja who breaks from ancient tradition and explodes onto America. His soul possesses the body of an innocent woman and transforms her into a lethal assassin. It's the Cannon Cruisers, I'm J.D.
1: And I'm Randy, and today we took a look at a little film you may have heard of called Ninja, Ninja 3 The, the Domination. Domination From 1984, starring Lucinda Dickey Sugi, And Jordan Bennett as the man we love to hate, Billy, and
0: directed... By everybody's favorite, Sam Furstenberg. That's right. We might have already covered this one before, but we're going to do it again, because why not? Because, honestly, we didn't cover it good enough the first time around. No, it's probably because we weren't exactly prepared for what type of movie this was at the time. But since we've watched so many of these since then, now is the time to give it a real real relook. So, JD, Mm -hmm. what is Ninja 3 The Domination about? I have no idea. I don't think anybody has any it's about. It's about a ninja who is killed and, gets po- and get, then possesses a woman who works three different jobs and, ha- and gets her to kill people who killed him for some reason. Even though they killed him because that was their job because he killed other people? And then... He, Shokosugi shows up. And then Shokosugi shows, shows up to stop him and then she has sex with a police officer who has the strangest relationship with her I think I've ever seen in a movie. And there's a lot of weird, weird, weirdness in this film. A Billy lot.
1: is the worst. <laughs> like a, you want to talk about toxic relationships? He's shady. very
0: confused. I don't. First know what,
1: off, what they were trying off with? They're there. meet cute for the couple of Christie, played by Lucinda Dickey, and Billy, the mm-hmm. police officer, is after she finds the dead body. Of a, sorry, after she meets up with a dying ninja who possesses her and finds his dead body yes. and reports it to the police, he starts flirting with her while she's in the middle of an interview with an actual detective, and continues to hit on her in, until, well, even though she keeps telling him, "No, leave me alone, you jerk. You're kind of go away. You disgust me. Leave me alone." Oh, and shit. then he stalks her to her other job as an aerobics instructor and then followers out of her aerobic instructor session where she is almost gang raped in, by th- in, broad in broad daylight in an in alley public. with an audience <laughs> and he's a police officer and after he kicks she kicks their asses
0: because she's possessed by the ninja
1: he arrests her <laughs> and then when she refuses to go out with him he, almost, he basically lets her out in the middle of a random neighborhood in the complete opposite direction from where she lives.
0: She says, I have, I've had i had enough of you. And then she turns around and says, you know what? Let's go have sex.
1: Basically, yes, because they <laughs> go right back to her
0: house and have
1: sex. And then the rest of the movie, you're like, Billy's the worst, man. And then it's like, oh, no, no, Billy, don't, don't take off your shirt. Oh, no, we don't want to see that. Man, you have more hair than Robin Williams and that's a pretty good
0: encapsulation of what the actual movie is like. And then every time they kiss, it's like that's not how humans kiss. The whole movie is weird like that. Every single thing is just just the slightest bit off, but it's still competently done so you still have a good idea of what's happening. You're never confused at any point in the movie even though what's watching what you're watching is strange beyond explanation. Yeah, so from what you understood
1: there is that this is a strange ninja movie mm-hmm. that ha- that covers multiple genres. It does. <laughs> it's Flashdance
0: mm-hmm.
1: meets Enter and Revenge of the Ninja mm-hmm. meets Poltergeist, Poltergeist
0: and The Exorcist. There's a lot of different things going on in this movie.
1: And it is the most 80s of 80s looking Films. So not only is Lucinda Dickey, Christy, her full-time job, her day job, being a phone line worker, mm-hmm. she also works part-time as an aerobics instructor yeah. for a dancer size studio. Mm-hmm. And she lives in, I don't know, um, a I, warehouse I with, with some of the most 80s-looking decor everywhere and drinks V8, which she also uses as a sex prop.
0: The weirdest thing
1: about and her apartment. And she owns
0: an arcade machine. <laughs> <laughs> of a game that never actually came out. That was never widely released. That's probably Bouncer. why, because it was possessed. Because the ninja possesses it and attacks her through it. Because oh, and later on in a too. discussion with a psychologist,
1: it's it's said that she has a strange obsession with Japanese culture, which, we can, which we're supposed to assume is because of uh, the ninja possessing her.
0: But... That's literally the first time we ever see her is when she's being possessed. So we have no context. Yes.
1: For so for all we know, she's one of these <laughs> really weird people that's really into uh, Japanese culture
0: back in the eighties. Yeah, it's the entire movie is is like weird left turns that you just don't expect. Like she was getting like freaking.
1: Fan subs of like uh, what's an early '80s anime that we wouldn't have gotten over here? City Hunter, just like that. Uh, Fist of the North Star. She probably saw Fist of the North Star. She's she's a humongous nerd,
0: as yeah. for all we know. For all we know, because like I said, she is the proto-weeb. Um, so, the movie is all though are is all those things at once. Yet the thing that makes it stands out is the fact that it's still a ninja movie. By Canon Films, directed by Sam Furstenberg with Joe Kosugi in it. And so. it's absolutely
1: insane. Yes. So the <laughs> first 10 to 15 minutes of the film mm-hmm. is a prolonged fight sequence on a golf course. Where this ninja, this black ninja that we don't know anything about, mm-hmm. none of the backstories, after he goes to his secret weapon cache in the
0: middle of the Arizona Phoenix, desert. Phoenix
1: Arizona desert, mm-hmm. he goes on a killing spree. With only thing I know from like a commentary or for something else, where he kills first a scientist on the golf course and then kills twenty to forty cops and security guards and other golf players in the first 15
0: minutes of the movie in
1: the first 15 minutes of the movie and the only way they took him down was by another 10 to 15 cops firing into him repeatedly with
0: shotguns pistols and machine guns and that still didn't kill him either he still managed to escape and get away because for for some reason this ninja is not quite human we don't really know why or what the deal is but we know he's not normal just so that he could run into
1: chris mm-hmm. christy the sexy phone line worker um and give her his sword so that he can possess her so that she can get revenge on, on all, all the people. people that killed him yeah after he killed all of their people and also we mentioned there was a uh, helicopter crash and multiple vehicles flying over ridges into the water
0: and pretty sure in the in the first 15 minutes of this movie more people died than the entirety of the first four uh, friday the 13th movies yeah (laughs) that's Uh, how many people
1: died. and then because reality in this world of the movie is so weird People just treat this like it's a normal day in uh, Phoenix. Like, there's no announcement (laughs) by the president. There's no announcement by the mayor. There's no discussion about the loss of life that just occurred. There's no funeral. There's no funerals. (laughs) The only funeral we get in the movie is for one cop. And this is a cop that is later killed in a hot tub with two hookers.
0: Yeah, even though there was one who was killed before. In his
1: family home.
0: Who literally didn't do anything to deserve it? He just was playing pool. He just pool. Looked,
1: he just looked greasy and crooked as like, all hell, and was very prominently there when
0: killing the ninja. Yeah, uh, that's 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 the insanity of this movie. And we didn't even and that it. doesn't even get us to the halfway point of the movie. We also didn't even mention the fact that that the title itself is bizarre because there's no ninja one or two. It's literally just called Ninja Three: The Domination for some reason. It has nothing okay, to so, do with anything.
1: <laughs> with the original ending in mind for this film, I could have understood the ninjas three to be Shokosuke, the black ninja, and then with the original ending being Christy, Lucinda Dickey's character, because then you would have three ninjas in the film, because only a ninja can destroy a ninja. But then mm-hmm. they changed the ending because of his, his, Kosuke's disbelief that a woman could be a ninja, and uh, yeah, whole thing there. Mm hmm and yeah that's really that's why okay, like that would be my understanding why it would have been ninja three but it's also the third ninja film but then the domination we get because well this ninja absolutely dominates anybody he fights with and mm-hmm. then also the possession domination part of it
0: yeah it's it's kind of a hard movie to describe i mean how do you even say what this is like if, if you like ninja movies you should watch ninja three the domination but then you'll watch and go what is with all this possession stuff if you watch it for a possession movie, what is all this ninja stuff? Watch it for a flash dance movie, why are people being murdered left, right, and center? It's all kinds of different things at once. But
1: in the in the in this uh, situation that J.D. is describing of, of all these people coming in, they will all agree on one thing.
0: Mm-hmm. And that
1: one thing being, Billy
0: is the <laughs> worst. I'm not sure if anybody else other than Sam Furstenberg would have been able to put this together as... as the way it works because it's it's so all over the place that I can't imagine anybody understanding like when they're making this movie, wait, you want this, you want flash dance, you okay, want so ninjas, a, you want horror. It's
1: just yeah, this is a strange mishmash of genres and films and all that. This? And it doesn't quite competently do any of them well but it does the action well mm-hmm. and it's the characters the movie. characters other than billy are likable mm-hmm. or incredibly dislikable in the case of that really scummy <laughs> seeming cop like i looked at him and said that cop looks crooked <laughs> the guy who literally didn't do anything <laughs> all he did was give one skeezy look and he was with uh, billy and automatically I'm like you know what guilty he's by with, his, he's with Billy. he
0: has to be evil
1: his that's billy's <laughs> partner he's a scumbag
0: so he, he ends up dying and nobody even notices or
1: cares. They never even found his body. He was just left lying in his front yard dead and nobody cared. They're like,
0: ah, just another day in Phoenix. He must have just jumped out randomly, I guess. So I guess what we should go into on this one is... Chrissy,
1: you're too good for Billy.
0: <laughs> oh, there he goes with his Lucinda Dickey obsession again. So, Randy, what are your lowlights for Ninja 3 The Domination?
1: I can't say Billy, can I? (laughs) That doesn't say anything. It's just a character. (laughs) The love subplot is so hackneyed and doesn't make sense. I wouldn't say it's hackneyed. I'd say it's nonsensical.
0: It It doesn't make any sense.
1: Look, the only way, literally the (laughs) only way that any of this works (laughs) is that... Only reason she hooks up with Billy is because of the possession and because he was there. But he was the only one in shadow that you never got to clearly see his face, except between the flashes of the machine gun <laughs> that he was holding, the assault rifle. He's
0: while it, everybody else had shotguns everybody and else pistols, had shotguns and pistols except him for some. He reason. had an AR for some reason. <laughs> he's <was> going. <laughs> and he's the only one who who he didn't. She didn't go after because apparently the ninja didn't hate him that much. Oh no,
1: The apparently the ninja was in love with him because even though uh, Christy didn't like him, Christy didn't like him at all, suddenly uh, turned on a dime when she's about to be abandoned in the middle of the worst neighborhood in Phoenix. Yeah, sure, come back to my place and I'll
0: seduce you. Because the the relationship doesn't make any sense. It's just bizarre. It's probably the weakest part of the movie because unlike the rest, which has its nonsensical moments, you can still follow it and you can understand the flow of events. And that one, you can understand watch, the rationale. Yeah. And that one, there's like, there's no rationale. It's just okay. Now I'm doing this. Now He's I'm a doing creep, now though.
1: Like literally a creep. That whole thing of like, no, he literally followed her from the police station mm-hmm. to her job, arrested her, arrested, and air quote, her for assault when she was about to be beaten and
0: raped in public, in broad daylight. This all happens in less than a day, too. Yes, so even more weird
1: yes <laughs> like if it was like, and then takes advantage of
0: uh, seemingly a woman with mental health issues um it's it's just a strange strange relationship it doesn't make a whole lot of sense thankfully though it's not very important to the enjoyment of the rest of the movie the rest of the movie is just balls to the wall out there insane
1: can we talk about the possession scene you might as well because like okay so actually wait what's your low
0: light of the film I would probably be my low light of the film because it didn't make any sense. The rest of it, like I said, is crazy. In a movie is, in
1: a movie that if you look at it just the right way doesn't make sense at all. That's it the all, stuff that's the
0: least sensical. But it all makes logical sense when you're watching it. That's yeah. that's the point. It's like you're watching it like okay, I can see they're leading to this. It goes It's into like this. the moment
1: you you give it too much thought things fall <laughs> apart.
0: But in the but moment it, it works. but
1: immediately what Billy it's like no, this none of this makes sense. Why? Why are you with him? You're better. Oh, his oh, the is it because he's on. He gets top billing alongside you. <laughs>
0: I guess I, I don't know. I,
1: I, I don't know. When I saw the, the listing, I thought you were gonna be with Shoko character. The way they have it uh, listed on this on the thing. Uh, the like I said, that part was. I the, thought Billy would have been the bumbling sidekick, not, like not the not the <laughs> lead kinda romance. Was. He kind of was the bumbling
0: <laughs> sidekick. He didn't really do a whole lot except get in the way. Yeah, like I said, though that that's probably uh, my little light. However. For highlights, um, I guess I would just go with the, g- the general action scenes, they're always really good with Cho Kosigi's involved and all the ones he's involved, especially his ninja movies for canon and the ones we watched outside of canon. Okay. He does a good job. There is too much to like about this movie, too so, much. So, let,
1: let's like I said, let's just like let's say direction is great on this film, mm-hmm. budgeting, as low as it
0: is, was great on this film. They made a lot of work with what they had. It's like and, in Invasion USA when they used those uh, houses they had and blew them up.
1: So they like, use that
0: in this movie as well. Same to thing. To go back to the possession scene, like the initial possession,
1: by all accounts this should not work. It is not scary.
0: Nothing. But it had me howling in laughter because of how insane it is. I don't think Uh, a possession scene was necessarily supposed to be scary either. I I think it was just supposed to say that...
1: No, the second possession scene, they were trying to make it scary, but it wasn't really working. And it was stolen entirely from Poltergeist. But the first (laughs) one was just meant to be like, Oh, hey! Here's some supernatural element. Oh, she just had sex with Billy. Uh, that must have uh, made her die, and now she's a ghost. And so now she's gonna be. No, I'm kidding. Not the best ghost part. But she's just like I'm. I am being woken up because my closet is banging, and then a ninja sword, that, like lights come out of it, and then yeah. katana starts floating towards me, and then I grab it, and I become possessed. That's what's weird. And man. I and I, rem- and I suddenly remember everything that the ninja knows, and realize I have to kill Billy.
0: Because as the movie goes along, for some reason, the ninja somehow manages to get more and more powerful, even though he's dead. He manages to gain more and more power until he repossesses his corpse and has the craziest ninja magic where he literally hypnotizes other people by whistling to them, burrows into the ground by spinning, and then gets stabbed in the head and finally dies. Yeah, but that possession scene is just
1: crazy. And yeah. that's just one thing. And then you get the crazy, action, eight, crazy action crazy scenes. Yeah, James Hong um, in the exorcism scene. Mm-hmm. The only time where you have a dummy, and they're very clearly a dummy, but it's also really... That was creepy, but if it was any... Like,
0: it wouldn't have worked if it was actually scary. No, it wouldn't have. It wouldn't have been right it, with the time. It, it of the movie. was just ludicrous. Which is the, the rest of the movie is just ludicrous because the whole time you're watching, like, what? How did they... They're doing that? And then just to go all... To jump
1: back, like, action-wise, you just go back to that first 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, this is nonstop action for 10 minutes, 15 minutes straight. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay... Kill the scientist, kill his girlfriend, uh, disarm the guy that's with him, take down the security guards, start m- start getting away from them because they're pulling guns, blow up the gun, okay, now the cops are here, now start taking down the cops, one by one hand fight, boom, 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 and it just like constantly <laughs> snowballs more and bigger and bigger and mm-hmm. bigger until they have to have them on the ground <laughs> and just Pile on and freaking empty clips, <laughs> plural, and from each person into him to keep him down, and, and then he still that, stands he back still up and cuts them in again. half.
0: He still gets up again multiple times too, and then he finally escapes and then he possesses her and somehow. And even th- yeah, after and the that, only time
1: he dies is after he gives his freaking sword to
0: another person and possesses them. Yes, that's probably where the whore ish element comes in in that. At that point, it's kind of like a slasher movie where she shows up to kill a cop like a slasher villain does. Although they do the the sequences just like a ninja movie. I'm sorry. I'm not going to make an argument that uh, Listen to Dickie's a
1: final girl. She's not.
0: (laughs) Not really. But it comes across, like I said, as a slasher movie in the way that part is structured. Until Shokosugi shows up and then the action ramps up even more. Oh, oh, I have my new pitch for a movie, JD. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Jason versus Freddy versus Ninja 3.
0: <laughs> Freddy versus Jason 2, The Domination. Yeah. <laughs> and it just had the possessed ninjas in there. Yeah, though, there's not a whole lot to complain about this movie. I Freddy guess. versus Jason versus Christy. <laughs> unless you unless you just don't like to have fun watching it. Yeah, film, this is just a
1: fun, cheesy movie. And it's like, I think it gets, like, I'm going to be totally honest. It's like, when we first watched this way back, when in our first season of the Canon Cruisers, and I'll give you the exact date that this our first episode with it, it was. Oh, it was five years ago, like five point. years ago, and it was a very early episode it too. It was the first
0: season. We weren't exactly December
1: thirty first, twenty seventeen, mm-hmm. and we talked about it for ten minutes, and most of it was me just going,
0: Cuckoo bananas,"
1: because yeah. I thought it was funny. And I and I'm not funny. I know I know that, <laughs> uh, but. Since that time in 2017, five years ago, yeah, I've seen this movie at least 15 to 20 times.
0: Mm-hmm. It's one of the reasons I wanted um, to do some of our earlier. Watching ones it over.
1: today, you want to know when the last time I watched this was? Yesterday. Last month. <laughs> oh. I just got, I just don't like, I want to watch Ninja 3. Oh, it's available on streaming? I don't have to dig out my disc, so I just watched it on streaming.
0: Yeah. It's one of the reasons I chose to rewatch. This movie, the only movie I've
1: watched more this year than this one was Groundhog's Day.
0: <laughs> yeah, they, they, that's one of the reasons I chose to watch this one because, like I said, in our first season we were still kind of getting used to it. So a lot of the movies we watch are just like kind of unsure what really to say about them. And this is a, one of those prime candidates because if you don't really understand these types of movies at all going into this one blind, you'll just be blindsided. You really will have no idea what to make of it. You just be like, "What? That was crazy, bro." Let's talk about how crazy... Like, this, one, this one is a movie that I, I, would,
1: I would love to frickin' see with a full house of people. <laughs> yeah. People who, and a mixture of people who've seen it and who've not seen it, just to see their reactions and go, so what did you think of this movie, huh? And, it, and a lot of them are going to be like, that was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And the other one would be like, let's watch that again.
0: What did I just watch? I don't know what I just saw. <laughs>
1: There's a reason that over the years this has become a very much a classic, a cult film. Mm -hmm. and it's because of that ridiculousness Mm -hmm. but everything about it is like earnest
0: in how they do things that's one of the reasons i like i said i like canon movies especially these types of ones from this era is because no matter what they do is they're still trying their best to make the craziest thing they can make with what they have I mean, budget wise. Budget
1: wise. Oh, we have a house we can uh, work in here, and it's abandoned. Okay, uh, there's a bunch of um, pallets lying around. There's some mm-hmm. loose wood. Uh, the floorboards over here seem to be a little bit weak. So, uh, how we're gonna choreograph this is, you're gonna be trying to go up the stairs here, mm-hmm. while the stuntman is gonna be shooting everything they can find up there at you. Every piece of trash, every piece of loose wood, and then you're gonna pop up and come up through the floor, which is all pre, uh, like like all foreshadowed earlier on because you. Take a step and he'll fall through partially through the floor, and then yep. throughout the fight scene, you fall through the floor several times
0: mm-hmm. until he, he ends it by going through upwards. Yeah, to so, yeah. take him down. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, there's not a whole lot really to complain about in this movie, unless you like you really look for it, or you just really don't understand these types of films. But like when we redid um, Break in Two, it's co- sort of the same thing. When we watched that one, wasn't in the best state. The uh, the version we were watching was not very good either. Uh, it was just not a very fun experience. In
1: these five years, I've I've bought in one Blu-ray, which I've given the JD because I bought a better copy of the Blu-ray from <laughs> from Scream Factory, and and to get the poster, which is currently hanging <laughs> on my wall.
0: Yeah, and that's Ninja Three: The Domination,
1: and it's hanging on a wall that only has that and a. Uh, humongous theatrical poster for back to the future so that that is very much in a in good company up there so how would you rate this film since you probably can guess what i'm giving
0: it i'm pretty sure what you're gonna give it uh the first time we rated this one i'm pretty sure we gave it a three because we were just saying okay i guess i'm that was crazy i don't know what else to say other than it's crazy but uh like i said through the years uh, we watched a bunch of these movies uh the especially the canon ninja movies And the more I go into them, the more I appreciate them. So since we're only doing one of the three canon movies, I'll just basically tell you what I would say about all of them if we were doing them now, is that these hold up better than I thought they would. And I'll give give Ninja 3 The Domination a 5. Because even though, like I said, there's the whole Billy thing, which is just bizarre, it still kind of adds to the whole charm of the movie, which is just off-kilter. But at the same time, completely logical in its own madness so
1: with me it's like yeah i think we gave it a three it's like i know i listened to the episode like about, like last month i think that's what prompted me to re-watch it we at did. that time was and in these five years it's like watching these movies and we've watched like what 200 canon films at this point about i think like almost every single one of them at this point except for like a handful that we can't find a lot of them um this has, like, I've come to the conclusion that this might be, like, a top five canon film. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's probably, next to something like Runaway Train, is probably my favorite canon film. hmm So it's like, it's hard for me to say. It's like, yeah, no, it's like, it's this is a five. It's like, I don't, It's I found it hard to believe that I gave it a three. Like, re-listening, then re it. like, no way, there's... This movie is just too much fun and i don't it's like understanding Mm. these films and and getting understanding for canon and getting a appreciation for these types of films this is like a really really good movie and um Mm -hmm. like out of the ninja movies we watch and this is including like something quote unquote newer which also is a has references to it in there new Mm -hmm. york ninja like it's like this is very much one of the top ninja movies. I'm not going to say it as an action, or no, even as an action vehicle. It's a, it's a it's good. fun movie.
0: It's good as an action vehicle. So yeah,
1: it's a five. It's a solid five out of five. It's like, I think anybody who wants to watch a canon film needs to see Ninja 3 The Domination.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and honestly, if we go in order of my favorite ninja films, not not ex- of the proper trilogy, of the of original trilogy. The
0: Shokosugi trilogy. Um,
1: and not the American Ninja spin-off.
0: No, that's a uh, whole other thing.
1: Um, I would, it, it's, it's, let's, Going in the opposite order. So it's going to be 3, 2, Because 2 mm-hmm. is an extremely solid ninja film. 1, like I said, I have issues
0: with it. It's like it's... Eh. But 3. 3. They all feel of of their time period and how they... Revenge is more of a proper
1: ninja film. 2 is probably
0: my favorite still. But but I this would, one is
1: just insane.
0: 2 is probably still my favorite, but I would still give this 1 a 5 anyway.
1: Yeah, this is just a lot more fun. Mm. It's just a... Uh,
0: it's. It's an original movie, even though it has ideas other people were doing. It comes together in a way that nobody else could possibly do other than Canon Films, Sam Furstenberg, Cheryl Kosicki, all the people who were involved in this movie at this time. And
1: we need to remind you that this is technically the first Lucinda Dickey role for Canon.
0: Technically, because it was filmed before the break-in movies were, even though it came out after them. It came out between them. Well, they both came out in the same year, so yeah. Breaking <laughs> One
1: came out first, then Ninja Three, then Breaking Two. Like they all three, we, we had had one year of
0: Lucinda Dickey, the year of Lucinda Dickey. Then yeah, then and
1: the- she was supposed to do five canon films, and then but they're like, I think we're done with each other after these three. <laughs> it's like you don't say because you just did. They just released three of you in one year. One year, and then and one of those other the other ones were going to be Breaking Three or the Alan Quartermain movies where she would have played to play the Sharon Stone character.
0: Yeah, Breaking 3 eventually just became rapping and its whole other thing, and then she I'm went I'm having a snack attack! And then she went on to do uh, Cheerleader Camp, which still hasn't been re-released. And now
1: she just does dancing, teaches dancing. Yeah, now and she
0: does her own thing. But yeah, uh, all in all, like I said, this is a movie that could only have been made by the people who was made when it was made, and that that makes it a very unique movie. Definitely worth watching, especially if you like any type of film from this era, because it has everything in it that you would expect. It could only have been made when it did. That's what makes it a great watch. So I guess with that said, mm-hmm. Billy's the worst.
1: Uh, <laughs> do we have anything
0: else? No, I think that's all. I'm just glad we decided to do some rewatches of season one stuff. Because like I said, some of the stuff we didn't really do that great the first time. So it's nice to give it a, a look over again and reassess. And this was definitely one of the ones I'm glad we we went over again. That's about all
1: I've got though. I, I honestly, I think this may have been the Canon film I've watched them rewatched the most. <laughs> I
0: wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past you. All right, everybody. I guess that's all we got on this one. So we'll see you next time we continue our cruise through the Canon catalog. Goodbye. And once again, Billy's the worst. Goodbye. We
1: are Canon film. The weird dynamite. I want to help her!
0: Only a ninja can destroy a ninja. Her only hope is your mother, the Master Ninja, who has been sent to destroy him. Where Revenge of the Ninja left off, Ninja 3 begins. An epic struggle of superhuman strength and supernatural forces. Ninja 3, The Domination.